Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Paul and I talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Paul. How's it going, guys? And this is episode six, I yes. believe. Yes, episode six. Today is uh, August 24th, 2021. Thank you, everyone who's tuning in. Polly, how was your week? I had a pretty good week. Uh, I had, since the last time I talked to you guys, I have another three physical therapy sessions in. And I realized today that I can walk on two feet without my crutch. So I am progressing. So good news there. Literal baby steps. Yep. Yep. That's how it works. My week's been just the same as ever, just working and working, trying to relax, doing the thing, trying to find time to relax between all the things. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration going on, which is good, a lot of ideas, so hopefully those turn into projects, which turn into completed projects someday. So You, you do have a lot of those out there. I do have <laughs> a lot of them. I just, it's hard to, you know... Um, when I can't, I can't necessarily choose what inspirations I get for what ideas. I just have to use them as they come to me. Anyway, let's talk about something a little more productive. Let's talk about some sports. Let's do that. Let's talk sports, Paul. Uh, let's see what happened this past week. We had the preseason. We had the Brewers. Let's start off with... Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Let's do it. With a uh, milestone. Miguel Cabrera is the 28th player in baseball history to hit 500 home runs. Uh, Probably an exclusive list. A- absolutely. Although uh, 28 players is a lot for an exclusive list, but still. You, yeah, but you got to think that baseball has been around for almost 130 years at this point. That's and true. So, let's... Uh, he had a... Uh, 311 uh, career batting average. That's pretty good. Uh, the third most, or the th- uh, third best in the 500 club. Uh, won the triple crown, won four batting titles, and is also four, 45 hits away from the 3000 club, which he would become the eighth member in baseball history if he joined the 500 and the 300 or 3,000. Oh, to be in both? In both. That's yep. See, now that's some exclusive company. Yes. Eight people, that's a pretty good list. Yes. 28, I bet you there's some guys on there I've never heard of. Uh, you know? You, you would be, there's a few, but you would be surprised. It's pretty much the names. The, the um, names? Yeah. Gotcha, all the expected ones. Well, that's good. Good for him. You know, he's like I was saying earlier. I thought he was retired already. That's how long he's been playing. Well, he's been playing he's... on a crappy Tigers team for oh, the last yeah, three that's years. Right. They so... haven't really even been in the news or on ESPN. Yeah, there's no reason to do it until this, and yeah. it's not because he plays in Detroit. What else we got? Brewers. Uh, speaking of baseball, they had a pretty good week. So the Brewers, they took three from the Pirates. They took two or three from the Cardinals and took two or three from the Nationals. And we'll talk about it in our outro, but they have a pretty big week coming up. Yeah, so. yeah. 
And that's pretty good, you know, a good week leading into a big week. That's good momentum. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, preseason also went down this past week. Uh, Packers-Jets was uh, kind of uh, interesting. Yes. I, we, the, Jordan Love did not play in the game. I'm not even going to pretend that I remember the third stringer that was playing. It was Bankert. Bankert. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. He looked okay. He looked fine, especially early. Uh, yes. Once the Jets seemed to figure it out a little bit, he kind of looked like everybody else. But he he looked he had flashes early. Yeah, and again, as a third stringer, hopefully he doesn't see the field in the regular <laughs> season. Right. I think the big story coming out out of that game was Zach Wilson looked very good. Yeah, I. I, I kind of have to take back what I said last week. I just hadn't, and to, in my defense, I, just, I hadn't seen him. So why everything I had seen was just training camp and attitude, and it just was like, oh, who's this guy? He looked pretty good out there, I got to say. One thing I did notice, and it wasn't so much the game as it was, there was this sentiment that I caught of, oh, see this banker guy, he's the guy they should have, they should have got rid of, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, and they should have went with this guy. Look at he looks great, and it's a preseason game, guys. We haven't even seen Jordan Love play, but a game, maybe a game and a half, and oh, he's got literally the, in two years, he's got the fumbles in practice. Like, oh, you know who I bet doesn't have the fumbles in practice? Daniel Jones. You know what he does all game when he's actually on the field? Fumbles, fumbles. the ball. It, that's nothing. That means nothing to me. Oh, he does this in practice. Who cares? He's not there to be an all-star in practice. He's there to learn how to play and learn the system in practice and refine his game. If he's making mistakes in practice, that's fine. As long as he's not making them on the field. And again, guys, you got to remember, uh, Jordan Love has literally played one preseason game in two years. With likely a, a heavily scripted play book it. from everything i've heard he looks he looks good in practice did would i be comfortable with him playing this season as our 16 or 17 game now starting quarterback probably not no not if you have aaron Rodgers as an option exactly but the kid looks good rogers has said some nice things about him which Aaron Rodgers oftentimes does not do. He is usually, well, usually more the, if I don't have anything nice to say, I won't say anything. So if he's going to say something nice about him, that's probably a pretty good sign. Because if he didn't think the kid was any good or he thought he sucked, he just wouldn't say anything. Exactly. The the other big game we had that happened last night was the Saints and Jaguars Two quarterback battles, I guess. Ah. Not even really. I got uh, Jameis Winston looks. There's good. just a lot of interesting things going on. Yes. In that game. Yeah. J- Jameis Winston looked good. Uh, Taysom Hill looked good. Yeah, he looked fine. Um, but he's not Jameis Winston. No, and he's not a quarterback. Nope, sure isn't. So I think that is settled. Uh, Sean Payton hasn't said. He's and he's not going to, and that's fine. Whatever. And we all know he, he's even if it's some even if everyone in the room already knows, he's still not going to say it. Ex- yes, exactly. The other uh, 
quarterback battle, I guess you would call it, is down in Jacksonville, where Trevor Lawrence and... Help me out here. What, Gardner Minshew? Gardner yeah, I don't Minshew. think they're actually competing. Are I they? don't think they are. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to start. Re- he could he could throw a pick every pass in the preseason. He's still going to start week one. I agree with that. Where I disagree with that is his offensive line did not look good. No, do you, do you no, throw didn't. your prized possession out there right away? I guess that is more the conversation than whether Lawrence should start or not. I'm not. and I, I didn't mean that they should start him. I just meant that they're going to. Honestly, they probably should. They shouldn't have. It's all, This almost happened like a year early for them. They didn't have the chance to actually get some offensive linemen and work on that before they got their quarterback. Now they have their quarterback, they got their coach. It's almost like they pulled the trigger a little early. That being said, the Saints D and the way Sean Payton does play preseason games, he's not, he's a Bill Parcelsi like that. He doesn't like losing. He's not like Dungy and Manning where they, I don't think ever won a preseason game ever. He's not like that. They're going to bring the heat that Saints D can bring pressure so yeah, against a mediocre offensive line and a rookie quarterback and playing his like second game ever, yeah, they're gonna go right at him and see if they, he can complete a pass. That said, he didn't look that bad. Like the old when he was given time, he looked really good. His pass was really good when he had time, but under pressure, yeah, they started to sail a bit, and I think that's understandable. And Given the talent he has, he obviously has, I think he'll work that out. That's just a matter of time. I, I agree with that. I, I guess my my worry is that they throw him out there behind a bad offensive line and... He gets Joe Burrowed. Or uh, uh, David, David Carr. He had... 60 sacks against him, I guess, I think, Oh, the first yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and he yeah. never looked... Not that I think Lawrence... Lawrence obviously has more talent than Derek, David or Derek Carr. Right, yeah. But there is... I guess that would be my my worry if I was a Jacksonville fan. Right. Is, I think that, well, <laughs> I was just about to say, I think their run game should be able to support them, but with Etienne going out... Yes. I, I, I almost forgot to mention that's that. That's a yes. real bummer for them. They're going to have to... That just means they're going to have to throw the ball that much more. That said, they have some guys to throw the ball to. Yes. Visca Chenault is going to be a stud. I've uh, got Shark on my yeah, fantasy they, team. They've I'm got a couple of guys. So, they yeah. got a couple of guys... I don't see the Jaguars like vying for a playoff spot or anything. And yeah, Lawrence is probably going to take like 30, 40 sacks this year. He's going to get his ass handed to him. But I think that if he can have a year sort of like uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert had last year, where he's performing even though it's not really necessarily helping the team win at this point. That's really that's a really good sign. Oh, that's ab- a really absolutely. good sign, not only for Trevor Lawrence but for Urban Meyer. That he's got this whole stigma to work out. He, the whole college coach to the NFL, and the, this is, and I don't know if I hope he's not thinking about this because it's probably not going to help his heart condition if he does. But 
how he fares here, he is the college coach at this point, right? Absolutely. He's got a couple of national championships. He, he's brought every program he ever touched to greatness. If he can't make it work in the NFL, then what is that? That's going to ruin, in my mind, that ruins the market for college coaches going to the NFL. I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. If, 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 you, if Urban Meyer, of all coaches, like Nick Saban couldn't make it work. Granted, the Miami Dolphins were a bad team and a badly run team yes, at the time. <laughs> so for him to get out might have had more to do with, like, whoa, this job sucks. Well, wasn't, more wasn't, than, part of, wasn't part of that because, because they didn't sign Drew Brees? That's, that's what they say. I don't know if Nick Saban himself said that or if that's a rumor or whatnot. But, yeah, I've heard that, that if they had signed Drew – that Nick Saban had said if they had signed Drew Brees, he would still be their coach, which maybe – but I don't know. Given his success at Alabama, I don't know if that kind of thing translates to the NFL. But then again, that was 15 years ago, so the pro game in those 15 years has taken a lot from the college game and adapted it into true their well, style. Well, that's always been the NFL, though, because well, they have to I, work I, with I'm the just, talent. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, it, it seems to me, again, I have, I'm not, I don't have knowledge going back to the 60s sure. and 70s, but it seems like the translation has occurred at a faster pace, I guess, in the last 10, 15 years than it did the previous 20. Yeah, maybe. I may, Or maybe it's just uh, more drastic these days. That, the that way, could with be the it. amount of money that it's generating at this point now, it's uh, it's an arms race. It's not just trying to put the best team out there. It's trying to get the it's trying to get the most out of your athletes. Like that wasn't a, necessarily a priority back in the '60s. You know, you you had guys working the off season bagging groceries and then go that, play football. That like very that. very very true. So very true. nowadays, you're training twenty four seven. They turn these dudes into machines. So. It's a bigger investment. There's more going into it. They're way more concerned about their talent pools and that kind of thing. And with free agency and the way that works and trades since the old days, now that that's all changed, everything is, what are you going to give me right now? They're not worried about, you know, Bart's, Bart Starr, or or not Bart Starr, Max McGee shows up to the Super Bowl hungover. <laughs> and it's a totally different conversation yes. today than it was 50 years ago. So that I think is so, just so this whole college influencing the NFL is just a natural result of what the NFL has become. So I guess the, my last word on that is we do we are going to have a more college centric focused uh, discussion coming up oh, in a yeah. few weeks probably. So we'll leave it at that. Um, One thing I do want to mention about the Saints Jags game, quick though. Uh, one thing I was watching for with the whole Michael Thomas thing, I wanted to see how those, <laughs> It's of course I'm bringing it up, the the Saints wide receivers would react, who's going to show up. And Ca Callaway, Callaway just, I mean, deep threat, whole I, I, as, uh Last night I actually went on our uh, fantasy app and – I didn't see who had him, but it didn't let me uh, pick him up. It was a trade. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming it's Julia. Oh, it's probably Julia. Yeah. The, the secret fantasy genius. 
But that, especially that first touchdown catch Callaway had, the I don't he know. even I hung don't know on he to it. Well, that he hung on to it was super impressive. Oh, like that yeah. was you just look at that and like, oh, that's a stud play. Oh man, who's this dude? Even the second one on the pylon was yeah. They were both good yeah. catches, but that first one in particular was like a coming out party. Almost. Yeah, like holy crap, who's this guy? Yeah. So maybe the say, you know, and I was doing my NFL South breakdown, you know, we'll get into that segment in a bit, but I was looking at the Saints, you know, my opinion on the Saints is maybe a slightly different if they can have guys come in, if they can have somebody come in and fill Mike Thomas shoes. Oh, that's going to change uh, the outlook of that team. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get into that a little later because right? I have some thoughts about that too. But. So, right, let's get into the meat of the episode. It's Paul and I talking sports. Let's talk about some sports icons that uh, look to be finding the next chapter in their lives and careers. Yes, I, I looking through my notes the last couple days, I. Realize that we had uh, a few significant ones that I wanted to talk about. We're going to call this the Happy Happy Trails uh, homage to, pardon the inter- interruption. Mm. Um, but we have uh, Henrik Lundqvist, the longtime Rangers goalie, decided to hang it up. A 459 and 310 overall record, 54 shutouts. He won in 2012 the Vezzini uh, uh, Trophy for best goalie. Probably a top five goalie of all time. Yeah. Uh, great great career. The Rangers never uh, made the finals or won the championship in his career, but he had a, a great career. The second one, do you have any thoughts about Lundqvist before we move, uh, no, move on? No, no, go ahead. Okay. No, the you st- pretty much said it. You pretty much said it. He was he was one of those just solid guys. I, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but I I was always a fan of the, the, the goalies of his caliber. Like, yes. Um, when I was a kid, Patrick I was into Wah. Patrick Waugh. Yes. Um, uh, Marty Brodeur for the Devils was yes. great. And, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, again, just solid dude. Like, there's so much about, like, hockey that I don't understand but I understand how to be a goalie and I get the, how that works so for me to watch I, I wouldn't watch a ton of hockey but I I'd always be able to appreciate what the goalies do and when a goalie gets out there and gets like 45 saves it's like man yeah. and then there's some goalies who'll, who'll make 40 saves and still allow seven goals and it's oh. yeah it, 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 it takes a special uh, caliber to be a hockey goalie yeah for sure my, the second one I had on my list here is Jackie McMullen is mm. hanging it up from ESPN writing. I did see her on Around the Horn today, so I don't know if she's entirely retiring or if yeah. she's just retiring from writing. She's got the the clout to make cameos, though. She yes. can retire and they can still zoom in. You know, she can still zoom in on a Pardon the Interruption or a Around the Horn or something. Oh, a- so. absolutely. But uh, le- legendary basketball writer. She, I would recommend uh, checking out the Bill Simmons podcast, the new one he just put up yesterday, uh, has Jackie Mack as her as his guest. Nice. Uh, good good chat. Oh, we have uh, 
Tim Tebow, uh, his football <laughs> career is probably over at this point. Urban Meyer brought him in to try out for tight end. He got cut. You can't take away that he was one of the best college football players of all time. He certainly was effective. Won two national titles. I mean, even in the NFL, all the dudes were dude was he, he football beat, games. Beat, he beat Pittsburgh in a, in a playoff game. I, I've always been a proponent of Tim Tebow when the when all those teams, like the Jets and the Patriots and God knows who else brought him in to try him out. If they want a quarterback. Tim Tebow's not necessarily quarterback. He's like a fullback who can throw. Yes. And if you think about that, that's awesome. Isn't that Taysom Hill? Right? It's... There you, but that's the thing. Taysom Hill's probably a better passer. I I I, I, I would agree. I, with I that. wouldn't. Nec- I haven't necessarily seen enough of Taysom Hill throw the ball, but he definitely throws a better ball. You know, it's a prettier ball. Uh, yeah, Tim Tebow. I I all he did was win football games, and everybody hated him for it. All he did was win football games and love Jesus. Do, do you and everybody th- do you hated think him it was for his it? And pers- I think that's Do you unfair. think it was his personality that people hated? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. They yes. just couldn't. They there's just people out there who, I, and my theory is that there's people out there who see somebody like Tim Tebow, who's always just praising God and trying to give people stuff and be nice and handsome and fit and just they see that and they think what is he up to like he can't be that guy he just can't be and there you know there's probably some truth to that there's a little darkness in us all but i i look at him just as a good guy that he's probably super nice you know i don't have any reason to just at what we were, you know, we were at a bar, and we we asked somebody, "Hey, we were talking about Tim Tebow." I remember this, and somebody overheard us, and he's just like, "Oh, you guys talking about Tim Tebow?" And we're like, "Yeah, he just got signed by the Jaguars." And he's like, "Ah, effing Tim Tebow, bro, I hate that guy." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "I don't have to explain myself to you." Which okay, fair, fair. You know what? If that's what you're gonna throw at me, that you're right. You don't have to. And then he's just like. Bible thumping, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, there it is. Because he's corny and he loves Jesus and he's very open about both of those things. That's People it. just hate him for that. That's and exactly the point. Yeah. I don't identify with that kind of lifestyle. No, nor, you know? nor do I. But, but I, I'm not I don't have an issue with it. For no. it. You know, he wants to love God and be nice to people. Well, Who's got a problem with that? I, I just don't I don't understand all the Tebow hate. If you want to hate him because people thought he was a better quarterback than what he was, well, fine. It's not really Tim Tebow's fault, but I just he don't beat Ben Roethlisberger in a, in a playoff, playoff game. game in the in overtime. Yes. Like how many times during that season were they down in the fourth quarter and t- they were just they must have just threw the playbook in the trash and been like, I don't know, Tim. Just take the ball and, like, figure it out. And he's just running all over the place, scoring touchdowns, winning games, making playoff runs. And then they just, Peyton Manning, they got to go, okay, we got Peyton Manning. We don't have to have Tim Tebow anymore. Somebody else can deal with this circus. We don't know what we're doing with this guy. And then, of course, they go, oh, win a Super Bowl. Good for them. But would Tim Tebow have gotten him to the Super Bowl? Probably not. Not as quickly as Peyton Manning was. Peyton Manning was old and broken, but he's still a ready-made quarterback. I, I, I 
one caveat I have, I guess, is he he did work with Bill Belichick, and if Belichick couldn't do anything with him, I guess I'm not despair. I I love Tim Tebow. I think he's a great guy. I his Florida career is legendary. He beat Ben Roethlisberger in a playoff game. He went on. He was in the Mets organization for three th- for three four years. Made it to I think Triple A if I remember correctly. Now he's going to go on and probably do television and be great at it. Yep, he'll be yeah. He'll get paid a bunch of money to do that. Good for Tim Tebow. the The other two I have for Happy Trails are speculation at this point. Uh, Roger Federer. My my favorite and I think the greatest tennis player of all time yeah. just had his third knee surgery. He's out of the U.S. Open, obviously, and there is speculation that this might be it for him. There's also speculation that I've heard that he's going to come back potentially. I'm pretty sure he wants to do wants to play Wimbledon one more time, if anything. But I think this might be it for him. And if it is, he's tied with Nadal and Joke at 20 right now. The last... I, I, I can't think of anything in sports like the threes rivalry the last 15, 20 years. I, they have literally won, I think it's 60 of the last 67 majors between them. Yeah, you don't see stuff like that a lot, particularly not in team sports. You don't really see that kind of thing. It's not viewed the same way. You and generally you don't have three teams banging heads all the time. You know, it's you have rivals are much more. Uh, there's much more duality to rivals in those sports. Whereas these tennis, golf would be another good one. But even in golf, you had when did you ever have three dudes? somewhere around the prime of their careers all at the top of the sport like you're right that that just doesn't happen no. so it was like a it's like a golden age for tennis really and that's i think how it's going to be looked back on and you got a guy like nadal whose career little he's going to be cut short i don't did he retire and i i feel like he did or he's like taking time off or i i know like that. he he's out with an injury he just dropped, that's what it was. he just dropped yeah. out of the us open that, no, sorry um, that's what it was yeah. but there there's speculation he's, that he's his at the knees end also. have been shot for years it, so he's probably not going to play as long as he could have federer you know the ageless wonder He'll probably, yeah, he'll probably go and he'll probably go have surgery, come back and like make it to the semis at Wimbledon with just just riding that sweet backhand that that whole time. He's the most fluid tennis player there ever was. I mean, it's thing about it is I think Djokovic is probably the most talented out of all three of them. I I would probably play the longest. Well, he's get, he's tied for twenty right now, and he's thirty one, I believe. Yeah, Nadal's thirty six, Fed's at thirty seven. Like well, I we think just, Joker will play. Jo- jo- Joke is going to probably, probably get 24, 40, 24, 40. 25 at least. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna blow those all, all those other numbers out of the water. But Djokovic's game is so well rounded and clean that there's nothing. There's almost nothing. 
signature about it. There's no not he doesn't have that like grace that Federer has on his back, particularly on that backhand, and he doesn't have the raw agility and speed that like a Nadal had. I guess I, I would say ag- aggression, maybe. If- yeah, uh, it's play style, really. I guess just, but he he's just everything is so crisp and clean with him, and he's so consistent that. And if he and he's, can just he's maintain so big that, for a tennis player, right? Too. And he if he, that's the thing, if he can maintain that, he he could probably play till he's forty and still be effective. Now. Tennis is really hard on the body, and whether he can get through without like shredding an ankle at some point, well, you know, that's uh, careers can get cut short by that all the time. But barring that, I think he could play. He could win well more than Nadal or Federer ever. And the the other the other thing about that, at least for the next four or five years, there's really no one in the win. I mean, there's a couple guys that have challenged them, but. There's really nothing standing in his way for the nope. next four years. Nope, not unless you you know until our the men's next Naomi Osaka. Until that happens, yeah, nah, uh, he ain't losing anytime soon. He's gonna win, and that's that's part of what's gonna propel him past Nadal and Federer is that they're not gonna be there to stop him yep. anymore. So yeah, that's sad. I I've like watched Federer for uh, years now, and it's just always been like, oh, tennis. When's Federer playing? Oh, when's Federer playing? And not, I guess in the past few years he's been taking tournaments off. So it's almost like he's getting his fans used to it a little bit instead of just he's, pulling the when, bandaid off. When he plays Wimbledon, though, I mean that's that's his Taj Mahal. Right. I mean, yeah, it's sad, but it's inevitable, right? Yeah. And then I had uh, one more. Oh, yeah, the Ma- more, Ma- more happy Ma- trails. Ma- Manny Pacquiao uh, lost his fight this weekend. Uh, yeah. And there is serious speculation that he's done. If, if it, this is the end, he has uh, 62-8-2 overall record, 39 KOs, and titles in four different weight classes. One of the... One of the great fighters of at least the last thirty years, probably one, probably one of the top middleweights there there ever was. And interesting thing about Manny is he's been a senator in the Philippines for the last six years, and there's speculation that once he does hang it up, he's going to run for president and probably win the seat in hmm. the Philippines. Interesting. Yeah, he's... I, I've lost more fights against bags of chips than he's lost against people. Uh, that's nuts. Uh, Flo- yeah, obviously Floyd Mayweather is probably a better boxer, but I, I watched a couple of fights years ago with Manny Pacquiao, and that, that guy was just fun to watch. Yes. So uh, that's cool. He And he's been doing the political thing. I think he's got a singing career he's one of those guys he's so famous in his home country that he's just making he's making music he can he's do probably in wants. a movie you know he's or his own tv show pack cooking with pacquiao teaches you how to make protein I, shakes I, I, I watch that. yeah i'd at least <laughs> bring it up on netflix and check out an episode or something so maybe that's the next step in his career and that's that's another guy i thought he already retired 
And I guess with See, boxing, I, I, it's a little different. Did, you can just come he, back. This was his first fight in two years. Oh, so okay. I, I, yeah. he probably I think did he retire did retire. And then I don't know if... They yeah. waved a couple million dollars in his face to go fight some tomato can. And he's like, all right. Yeah. And he's still lost. Yeah. So that might be the end for one of the greater, greatest fighters ever. I think right. now we're going to go... We're gonna do. We're gonna do this quick because I think the the happy trail segment went a little longer than either <laughs> well, of us expected well, it to go. Yeah, but. there's a lot to talk about, but yeah, let's talk about things that instead of things that are ending, let's talk about things that are going to be starting soon. We've got NBA right around the corner. They announced their Christmas schedule. Yes, one of the one of the best NBA days of the the calendar year. First, we we got uh, Nets Bucks opening game. Uh, Bucks raising the Raising the banner, uh, opening game against the Nets, so that'll be a a good first test for the Bucks and see where both teams are at. But then we have the Christmas schedule. We have Hawks, Knicks, Celtics, Bucks, Warriors, Suns, Nets, Lakers, and Mavs, Jazz is the the five rundowns. To you, what is your the most intriguing game in that list? Hawks Knicks obviously has some intrigue about it, but I think that also how interesting it will will end up being depends on how the Knicks do. I think the Hawks will be fine, but I'd like to see the Knicks have another good seat run for before I really care about that. Bucks Celtics, Bucks Celtics. I <laughs> I see that, and I think. That would have been a good matchup two years ago. Yes. <laughs> now I kind of don't care because I don't know what the Celtics are. I don't, I don't think do anyone knows what the Celtics are. I don't think the Celtics are. I don't think Brad, Brad Stevens knows no. what the Celtics are going to be like. No. So that one really doesn't do anything for me. Warriors Suns, I like. If Clay uh, is back. If Clay is back. Yes. That's. Even then, how effect, who knows how effective he'll be? Is he just going to start bombing threes right away? We don't know. So I. That could be interesting. Nets Lakers, that's almost too much, right? It's it's like uh, putting chocolate syrup on your tiramisu. Like you don't need all that. I mean, you've got your LeBron and then your trifecta. That's uh, Grant. Yes, obviously you put that one on Christmas because it's all the stars. Yes. But that's kind of what diminishes it for me a little bit. Like, oh, it's a finals matchup. Yeah, is it? I don't really. I don't know. According to everyone on well, TV, it is. But they said the same thing last year. Yes. Yeah. So, and neither one of those teams made it even to the conference finals. So, psh. Mavs Jazz. That's interesting. The Mavs are kind of, eh, but the Jazz I really like watching play. Um, they're just a really well-rounded team, and I thought they really, really. Uh, for lack of a better term, shit the bed in the playoffs by uh, losing. They, I thought they uh, were clearly uh, the better cl- team. Cl- Clippers, they yeah, lost I thought they were clearly up. the better team, and just couldn't pull it off. And that was really. I don't know if Mitchell was hurt. I think there was some question. He had a groin injury. He was playing through. Rudy Gobert disappeared. They just like basically made him a non-factor in that in those in the those last two games in the series, yeah. and that was really disheartening. But I do like why well, I think they're a really good regular season team, and I think they play a very solid and consistent brand of basketball that I like to play. 
or like to watch play. But the Mavs, they got Luka, so that's fun. And they got Porzingis, and that's not as they fun. They re-signed Tim Hardaway, which... That's did, fine. Yeah. That's they, fine. they didn't add anything to their team. and No, I, no, they didn't, and they need it. I, yes. think, I don't know if they're just riding out this Porzingis contract. It kind of seems like that's what they're doing. Maybe they should just try to use him differently. I mean, you still got a big guy who can shoot threes. That's not nothing. No. So, for me, most interesting, probably Warrior Suns, I would say. Just uh, see where the Suns end up after losing in the finals last year. You know, if they go on a slide like we see so many teams do. Or... And to see what how the Warriors are going to come back now that Steph's back and potentially Clay's back, and they made that late run last year. Let's see if they can pull that into actually making the actual playoffs this year. See, to to me, the the Warriors are my most intriguing team for the the overall season, just because they should be getting the band back together, make making maybe one or two more runs at the title mm-hmm. with with their core. They've got some young pieces that they could potentially trade for. Sure. Uh, there's there's rumors that of Ben Simmons, which mm. I don't know about that mm. fit. Uh, and then uh, um, Damian Lillard, D- Lillard, which I think is an intriguing fit. To the the the, the question though was the, the most intriguing game. I'm actually going to go with the Hawks and Knicks because Trey Young's going back to the Garden. Where he has Reggie Miller moment, if you mm-hmm. want to call Man. it that. I don't think the series was a big was big enough for that to I, really it, be considered a Reggie. If he did that, he did that in the conference finals. Hey, okay, yes. you know that's a Reggie Miller moment. But, but again, it was the first round. Yeah, it was the so first what? time the Garden has had that energy in probably True. twelve years. From that and, from that perspective, yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. So yeah. that that's I guess that's where I'm going to go with my most intriguing. Celts Bucks, I agree, is should be a fun game, but again, this no one knows what the Celts are going to be. Yeah. Warriors Suns should be fun. Nets Lakers will be good. I I I. Who's even going to play? Who's going to be injured? You know. That's that's the that's the thing. That's the thing. Matt Mavs Jazz. I I agree. That's going to be a fun game. I think the NBA did a. Did a good job of their Christmas slate this year. Oh yeah, they just were. Who are our ten most popular teams? Let's smash them together. And I, I guess it's not watches. that hard to do. Yeah. Nah. So, I guess the the Clippers not being on that list is, I guess, the most glaring. Yeah. Not but being. Got to think guess. about who who. Yeah, they have Kawhi and they have Paul George. Sure, and they're great basketball players. Kawhi is afraid of cameras apparently and does everybody is paul george a household name i don't think he is really i don't think i i, I guess my I wife doesn't know who paul george is but she knows who Kawhi leonard is and she knows who lebron james is you know she knows who Giannis is well obviously we watched the finals but <laughs> you know she knows she might even have heard of luca she'd be like luca isn't he a basketball player yeah but I guarantee if I said, hey, Paul George scored 40, she if if we hadn't actually actively watched basketball, and even after having done so, she would probably be like, who's Paul George? So, yeah, maybe not put the Clippers on. If they had Chris Paul, let me put it this way. If they had guys that were doing commercials 
they might be on something. But you you might have a point. They don't you have, have they don't have any faces. They have really they're obviously a good team, but they don't have anybody that everybody's heard of. And that's why teams like the Clippers don't end up on, I, I, on I, Christmas. I, I like that argument. I like that argument. All Whereas, right. like, maybe, and just as a quick side, the Jazz might be in a similar situation, but they're a way better team than the Clippers are. Yes. You're going to get better basketball out of them. So throw them up against the Mavs, who and, are kind of the Ma- weakest team on that slate, but they have Luka, who's a shooting star. Yes. So, and the, and mit, to, to your point about the Jazz, Mitchell is... He's like, this close. He's, yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, so we're going to do... Our second NFL oh, preview. Yes. We're oh, going to do... Wait. No, we forgot. We forgot about J.R. Smith. Oh, yes. Let's How mention that. How could we have forgotten J.R. Smith? J.R. Smith got the okay today from the NCAA to start playing golf for North Carolina A&T. He is... Good for him. That's he is awesome. enrolled. He had eligibility left. The NCAA today approved... At, and he's going to p- start playing golf in the fall for North Carolina A&T as continuing his education and doing uh, something else athletically. And uh, from what I understand, he's a pretty damn good golfer. So, I mean, yeah, if he's going to go play in college, he probably has to have a good starting point. Otherwise, why would they want him to play co- yeah. college golf? <laughs> They'd just be, oh, you want to? I want to play college golf too, but they're not going to let me because yes. I'm not <laughs> a good golfer. So that that's a very very cool uh, story we had there. And now I think we're going to go. We're going to do the NFL South. Do you want to start with the AFC or NFC? Well, let's take. Let's. Uh, I think we started NFC last week. Let's see. Or no, we started AFC. So let's do AFC. All right. Do you want? Do you want to take the lead? Yeah, here? I'll take the. Yeah, I'll, I'll start her off. All right. uh, for the AFC South, we've got uh, the Titans won it last year. The Colts made it as a wild card, and then you had the Texans and the Jazz bringing up the rear. Jazz. Did I say Jazz? jazz. You did say Jazz. <laughs> the Jaguars. You know, I had this originally more or less chalk as last year with the Jags at three and the Texans at four, just because at least the Jags have pieces. Whereas if you take Deshaun Watson off of those that Texans, they have Houston like nothing. nothing. They have like they're nothing. they're just an expansion team all over again. They might be worse. But if with Etienne going out last night. I just wonder, but I, I I think given how bad the Texans probably will be, they're probably only going to win one game, and it'll probably be in Week 15. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with my original thoughts here. Uh, they do play against the NFC West, which is a super strong division. They also play the a- AFC East, which is not a super strong division, but they have to play Buffalo. So that's they all have to play Buffalo. Do the Colts beat Buffalo? I don't know. Titans might. I don't know if the Colts do. NFC West, oh man, I could see that being three losses for all all four of these teams. But, yeah, I I think the Titans still win it. The Colts, even if they have Carson Wentz, I don't think they're overtaking the Titans. 
Yeah, that's where I'm at with the AFC South. So I, I went back and I pretty much agree with you on the order. I think Houston is probably going to be the worst team in the league this year. Jacksonville, I, I like their nucleus. I do have questions about a Urban Meyer and ATN uh, going mm. down is a massive loss to them, I feel like, especially because Lawrence played with him for a couple of years at Clemson. He knows ETN. Yeah. There is that connection. I went back and forth kind of all day about the Titans against uh, the Colts. I think I'd like the Colts roster better. To have a better defense, I feel like, than the Titans. Maybe, maybe. But if you're asking me to take Carson once, I just can't do it. Well, that Titans offense is so it's, strong all of a sudden. Especially with uh, getting Julio Jones mm-hmm. in the offseason. That offense is going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. The the new thing or the thing we thought of after we recorded last week is we didn't give a game or two for each division that we were most looking forward to. Oh yeah, yeah. Mine, I was looking at the schedule because it was either going to be any indie game or any Titans game because right. I really yeah. don't care about the other two. The Titans have the Bills and Chiefs in back to back weeks mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. That might be what separates the division. And it's also going to give us two awesome games. Right. And it's going to be a huge test for the Titans because I honestly think those might be the best three teams in the AFC this year. They were the best three last year, as far as I recall. They were all division winners. I mean, you have the. I Bra- suppose the Colts don't have to play the Chiefs. They play, what, the Raiders instead? So. Yeah. It's a much easier cross-division matchup for them. I still think the Titans, well, they probably end up splitting against the Colts, but I think they could win both those games against the Colts. Yes, I I agree. And there's just some games, some of those, like the Patriots. I think the Patriots could beat the Colts, but I think Titans probably beat the Patriots. So there's just some of those cross-division matchups that I think the Titans just fare better in, and that's probably going to be the difference. So did, did you have a game other than those two on your board? Or? Well, I mean, the Titans-Colts matchups are going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, obviously. For, I, was, I, was, for, but you're, I know yeah. what you mean. You're saying outside of the obvious ones. Yeah. Um, I'd say Bills-Titans because the, the Chiefs one is – it's almost too obvious. You almost don't want to take that one just because it's the Chiefs. The, every game the Chiefs play is going to be highlight reel material. Yes. Whereas the the Bills, a little more low-key, and I think it's not only – I'm not only interested to see if the Titans can perform, I'm interested to see how the Bills perform. Can they repeat their – run from last year can they maintain can they keep being strong is my question yes and i I believe we both had them winning winning the division in our last yeah yeah but it it is gonna be there there is some questions about the bills yet just like there is about the titan Mm -hmm. just like there's about the titans and that yeah that game will say more about both teams than the titans chiefs will 
Did you want to? Okay, so hey, that's AFC. How about the NFC South? How do you want to run that down? So NFC South, we have. I I have the Bucks winning it again. I don't know if there's any question about that. Really, the Saints Saints are going to be interesting. The way the way they played yesterday had me very intrigued. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they're going to have as much of a step back as I thought they were going to going to a couple weeks ago the falcons i don't know why they just didn't blow it up last year i think that you know you think they should have just tanked it i i hate seeing teams do that. i i i know and i do too but in the i bet one of the reasons they didn't is because they don't want to do that to matt ryan yes yes but i i think they're they they need a reset. Do I think they could pull off a few uh, few wins that aren't expected? Absolutely. Kyle Pitts is going to be very interesting. You have a rookie tight end coming in, fourth overall pick. Yeah, something. So that that's going to be very interesting. Again, they lose Julio Jones, which is going to hurt them, and then the Panthers. They have Sam Darnold. Correct. Mm-hmm. You have Sam Darnold, who I I still have not given up on. That Jets thing is just—it's <laughs> the Jets, man. So new new circumstances. Uh, Matt Rule, who came from Baylor a couple years ago, is coaching that team. I really like him. They still have Christian McCaffrey. They mm-hmm. have some talent on that team. Yep. I think it's going to be Bucks Saints. I'm going to go Carolina and then Atlanta. Oh, wow. Taking Atlanta to take the barrel, huh? I, I don't like that situation. Ever since they blew that that lead against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they haven't been the same team. And mm, I, It's true. They just need to start over because they, they haven't gotten over that loss. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did, but like getting rid of Julio was really kind of emotion in that direction we'll say he was getting hurt a lot they needed to cut bait with that guy as weird as that sounds we'll see we'll see how good a move that was i think kyle pitts is going to be a stud but in in the first year though yeah i, I mean he's I, a, I, I don't guys, there's there's no reason he can't be there's certain positions where you can just if you're good enough you can just jump in and go quarterback isn't necessarily one of them but tight end yeah as a pass catcher yeah you can just roll up in there week one and if you're good enough and you pick up the playbook and you do yeah you can absolutely make a impact not all position not it doesn't work that way for all positions but i think he's one of and given how good he looked in college. If he can even take a fraction of that to the NFL, he could be super dominant. He, he, I, I, I Cause agree. the linebacker can't cover him and a safety can't tackle him. So, you know, how do you cover him? He could be like the next prototype, you know, like a Travis Kelsey plus type of thing. As far as where they're going to go, I th- yeah, the Buccaneers are, they, they're just the strongest team on paper. And they they the brought all twenty two stars yeah. back, which I believe has never happened I, before. I've never heard of it happening before. It's one of those things, though. They're it's the same thing as last year. Why would they perform any less? That's not to say they couldn't go eleven and six and make a wild card, you know. But 
The Saints probably take second there. And I only say that because of how good a couple guys like good Winston look. Winston looked good last night. Their wideouts look good. They still have Kamara. They have Kamara. They've got that pass rush. So they they've still got. They're still the Saints, even without Drew Brees. So I think they just automatically they, they get a, a handful pretty, of wins from that. They do have a pretty hellish uh, fina- financial situation that they've right. had for five years and yeah. just been punting it down the road. Yeah, at yep. at some gonna, point, that's going to come to roost. Right. But. I When I was looking at this, I, I had the Bucks one, and then I didn't know really what to expect out of the other three. The Saints, I guess, having seen Winston throw last night, he looked good. And that's all I really needed to be like, okay, I think he'll be fine. As opposed to, oh, God, what are they going to do? You could have three seven-win teams in this division. If the Saints kind of struggle and Winston isn't picking it up and he starts throwing picks and he's just not accurate, it didn't look – I have really no reason to think that other than, you know, his career in Tampa Bay. But if Tampa Bay, when Jameis Winston shows up, the Saints could struggle to – keep at 500 the Falcons they're probably the least likely to win seven games out of those three just because well I don't know though because the Panthers Christian McCaffrey is great and all but what how many games did they win last year he was hurt a little bit or actually I forget how many exactly he was hurt he was hurt for some of it but they were just bad they were just bad I'm not necessarily throwing in the towel on Sam Darnold, but I don't know how much he in particular really – how many wins does he add to that See, team? I guess, I guess I that's, know, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by them because it, it's, a, it's a fresh situation for him. He's out of the New York spotlight. He True. might be able to come in there. And like I said, Matt, Matt Rule, I really – he took Baylor to a two-in-a-row 10-win seasons. Well, well, Baylor. I so. mean, that's fine. And again, we had the, the conversation. 12, we had know, yes, we had the conversation about college coaches coming in. Yeah, I, I, I well, I'm talking I, about tenured. I think that I think I'm not talking about guys who coached a few years in college and went to the NFL because yeah. that's how most of the guys do it. I'm talking about the guys like, uh, I mean, uh, J- Jimmy Johnson. I guess Jimmy is the Johnson one that uh, really succeeded, but. You know what I'm talking about. The history of college coaches failing in, in Nick Saban. You it's, know, that kind of yes. thing. I'm not talking about, like, young guys moving up to the NFL. Because yes. those guys are young. You know, they, they're not necessarily their, – their college coaching isn't necessarily so refined that they've got it down to a system and they want to use that in the NFL. They're, they're just trying to coach, and they, they're young enough that they can – adapt i guess whereas not saying old guys can't adapt but once you've been doing something for 40 years and it's you try a lot to, it's going to be way to, harder to yes. try to do it differently you're expect you're and you're also uh used to being treated a certain way and you go by your players you go to the nfl and half of them don't give two shits about you so that that's it, there's a lot more going a lot different stuff going on in the NFL than there is in college and I think a younger guy has a better opportunity to adapt to that quicker more yes. quickly so bucks and then the i guess saints i'm going to say falcons okay. um go third in this one i think you know Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback Kyle I think Kyle Pitts shows up He's going to be a good uh, end zone threat. Man, the Falcons, they just 
They just haven't been able to catch a break these last few years. The whole Todd no, Gurley thing. Have. Yeah, <laughs> just, man. So I, I think this this is the 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 year where it's like it kind of turns up a little bit for them. They've got to do something about getting uh, somebody to replace Matt Ryan at some point. But for this year, they've got Matt Ryan. They've got Kyle Pitts. You know, let's get him 1,800 receiving yards and 15 touchdowns. And, and I, I guess it, it kind of sounds like the, we we both have him three and four. We it's it's I could put Atlanta at three and uh, Carolina at four. I just think they're both going to be fit. They're both not not bad. irrelevant, but I just think that when I think of the Pan- Falcons, I've got a couple pieces. When I think of the Panthers, I've got a lot of question marks. You got and McCaffrey, I and then a lot. I've got yeah. Well, but even McCaffrey, like I said, how many games is he winning you? He hasn't been on a good team yet. Yes, and he's been he's been the best running he back in the league for three years. He puts up a lot of fantasy stats. But. He, yeah, he's been the best statistical <laughs> running back in the league for three years now, and. Never, I don't think he's made the playoffs. So what are you doing? We're we're good for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Packers Saints opener. I think is going to be really yeah. a really fun game. Going to show a lot about both teams. But week four, Brady goes back to New England. Mm. I I don't know how good of a game it's going to be, but it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that's. I, I could see that. Like like you say, I don't know. I think the Buccaneers probably just destroy them, but I think a Cowboys Buccaneers game is good. That that's week one also. Yeah, isn't that's it? Yeah. Uh, I think that's intriguing because I think that's another one of those games that tells you more about each team. Mm-hmm. A team like Tampa Bay where they returned everybody and they literally have the same team they did last year, I wanna know right away what they're up to. You know, yes. like is this gonna be? Is this literally a continuation off of what happened a few months ago, or is or what's gonna happen? And Dallas, there's obviously the immediate questions you want answered too. Is Dak gonna be able to throw the ball? You know, uh, they I don't think they have a kicker right now. Like they just there's a lot of questions that need to be answered right away for the Cowboys, and there's a lot of curiosity that would be best settled early. For the Buccaneers. So I think uh, that week one, whereas you look at the Saints Packers, also a really hot matchup, but I think we know what to expect from the Packers. We're not like, I want to see them week one and make sure that everything's good. Saints, yeah, there's some of that, but not so much for both teams. You'll get a lot of questions answered for the Saints, but the Packers, I think you're just going to, if if anything, there's only surprises. If they lose that that game, it's going to be kind of. Right, right. It'll be bad, yeah. which that'll tell you a lot about the Packers. But I, I just the the Buccaneers Cowboys. I think there's more there's more intrigue. I I, I would agree with you on that. All right. So, so any, anything else NFL. to say about either of the South divisions? Not really. The I think the NFC South is. <laughs> They the Buccaneers are gonna be good and they're gonna make the playoffs, they're gonna win that division. The other three I don't think make the playoffs. Well, maybe the, the, the Saints. Saints. The, the Saints, Saints are will, intriguing. The Saints yes. are intriguing. It it really depends, man. The it's just Jameis Winston, the fact that they were even having a quote competition between Winston and Taysom <laughs> it's Hill. It's so comical. Makes it it well, it 
it could be very telling that that is Jameis Winston yeah. really that like sketchy. He did throw like, thirty interceptions two years ago. Right. <laughs> I get it. But is he really was is that more his fault or the scheme or what's he doing like what is he doing wrong there? Because he did throw thirty three touchdowns. Yes. That's pretty damn good. So What's going on there? Uh, oh, man. And with the Michael Thomas thing, I just really last night's game was like a really good for the Saints be, that they didn't just, you know, have the wheels fall off because that would have been I, catastrophic. I 100%, 100% agree. I, the Saints probably, and maybe even and if Jameis Winston can play, can be the good Jameis Winston, I mean, they might challenge the Bucks for the division. I mean, if they can be good enough, and if Michael Thomas comes back and all of a sudden we've got full-strength Saints, oh, man, maybe. And, ag- and again, with with this Bucks team, you still have a 44-year-old quarterback. Yeah, and he could all of a sudden get real old real fast. Look at what happened to Big Ben last year. He looked dicey early, and then all of a sudden it was like he fell off a cliff. Yeah, it was just like it was literally like watching an old man try to play football. I mean, you he couldn't have, bend his knees. He's just like you, you hobbling have, around. You like, have one oh guy that God. gets through that line with a clean hit, uh, and he's Dunskis. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's not getting out of his way, and it's not like Big Ben of old where he just shrug the guy off. No, no his ankles and knees are going to give way, and he's just going to crumple into a heap. So. I think we both both have the Bucks winning yep. and both have uh the Titans winning. Yeah, correct? Bucks and Titans take yeah. that division. I think that's a yeah. solid. I hate sticking with the ones from last year, but I just don't see. It enough. does. It does seem like it's, just, it's kind of the theme this year. I just don't see enough from the other teams to really think they're gonna do better. I the, think the Colts it, maybe if they if Carson Wentz came in and looked good, but. That's not it's, happening. It's Carson, so it's Carson Wentz. So. If it, that's the thing, like if he came in and looked like he did two years ago, hey, look at the Colts. But now, and that's it's that's like, the yeah. thing. The Colts have a very good mm-hmm. team. Yeah, they do. It's they're they're built for this. You know, look yep. what Philip Rivers, old man Rivers, did with that. Yep. So yeah, that's NFC NFL South. That was a good recap. So we're gonna come back with the West. Next week, yep. we're gonna because do the West. we're gonna we're gonna save the North for last. Yep, just because it's my division, and <laughs> there's there's All that. Right. All um, right, so what's coming up this week? So we have Saints Jags happened last night. We have uh, Packers Bills Saturday for the last uh, preseason game. Okay. And the Brewers, like we mentioned before, have a pretty big week coming up. They have their last three games against the Reds, so they can either bury the Reds or the Reds, if they get hot, and they can get not right back into it, but a lot closer yep. than they are. Cause Close I think, the gap a little bit. I think they're seven and a half back right now, so it could be it could go from ten or it could be four. Mm. So we have that big series, and then they have the Twins, who I don't want to say we should be able to sweep because it is baseball and anything Mm. can happen, but they should be able to sweep the Twins. And then we go out to San Francisco for three Mm. against the Giants, which 
outside of the Red series, and then we have a few we have a, a few games against the St. Louis. That that's probably the biggest series of the year for us of, up until the three we play against the Dodgers at the end of the year. But so the Brewers have a pretty big week coming up. They can pretty much take Russell control or they could not. So <laughs> one of the two. Yep. All right. And, with them, and, and and with that being said, they're still in very good shape. Oh, yeah. But, yep, they look good. They look real good this year. Yeah. We've also got the first college football game of the year coming yes. up this weekend. Hawaii travels to UCLA on Saturday. I believe it's a 2.30 game. But we have college football starting up. Football mm. is in. The NFL is 16 days away. Yep. So Labor football, Day can't come fast enough. Football is right around the corner. All right. Yeah, I think that's all I've Yeah, that's all, all we got. got. We, have, we had a good good one today. Yeah, this was a good run, Wally. All right. So that's been Paul and I talking sports. I want to thank everybody for listening. Have a good night, guys. Take it easy, everybody.